Welcome to Master Chef Restaurant. I am your host, Nigel, this evening, and our guests, Lord Eugleberry Ravensburger, Earl Countryman of Yorkshire Shostaya, <laughs> and Lady Wadsworth Pennefortington Chinson. Shall we making? Peasant bread. Just kidding. It's gone. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the One Pan Podcast. That's Emily. I'm your host, Juanito the Fourth. And we're making aloe rosemary bread. Also known as peasants' bread, uh, the bread of the peasants. The bread of the serfs. I was gonna say Serbians, and I'm like, that's Do really not. not. It's not good. Are they a thing? I guess they are. They are. Serbia is still a country. Serbia is a country. Okay. It's not like Czechoslovakia. They were like disbanded as a kid. Now it's two different countries. Is Czechoslovakia not a country anymore? No. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. Welcome to Geography Corner with your with your host John. Czechoslovakia was disbanded as two separate con- as one country and became two separate countries: the Czech Republic and Slovakia. The more you know. Insert theme song. For some reason, I thought the Czech Republic no longer exists. No, they're both the thing. That's I think it's pretty sure. It's, I, I'm like ninety five percent sure. I mean, this is also like middle school knowledge, so <laughs> I'm sure it's like tweaked with time. But as a kid, I learned about Czechoslovakia, Czechoslovakia, and like their national sport was chess. And I was like, oh, Mom, I want to go move the Czech Republic. Uh, I want to learn to play chess. Because I don't, I don't like other sports. I don't like sports. I'm gonna be a smart boy and play chess. <laughs> anyway. And then it was like a few years later, they're like, just kidding, it's the Czech Republic and Slovakia now, they're not the same country. And I was like, oh, whoa. Oh, no. Pangea is separating even further. I don't know what that's the Czech Pangea, Republic, but. And then I think the Czech Republic just turned into Russia. Mm, oh, I don't think they just turned into Russia. Russia came and fucking put that boot on them. We're like, you're our country now. I feel like we you should be talking about stuff we don't know. We don't. <laughs> Welcome to geography, wrong geography, wrong geography, yeah, wrong geography with your hosts, Jamily and uh, Ian, because we're both <laughs> dumb people. Anyway, so tonight uh, we're making peasant bread, and if you guys yes. have never made bread, bread's actually really fun. I love making bread; it's one of my most favorite things to do in the kitchen. Yes, uh, I learned about making bread. I don't know, long time ago. I, I always talk about this, that I went to a King Arthur flower mm-hmm. class with my dad when I was a kid. And you only let me buy like King a, Arthur flower now. I do it. It's the best flower. Thanks, King Arthur, for supporting us. You're the best. Are this not podcast a is not a sponsored by King Arthur flower. But I got some <laughs> right this here. This podcast is not a sponsored? It's, well, it'll is help it, you raise your flower. Isn't that the sponsored? Thank you, family guy, for that. I broke out to my head. You shut up. You shut up with the shut up. Return to me. Other jokes from then. I don't know. Mini, mini driver, whatever. So, uh, I, I love making bread. Bread's actually really pretty fun. It's one of the few things that you kind of can't fuck up. Bread's really pretty easy. Like, it's the very simplest experiment with, like, flour plus yeast, which whoever, I don't know where yeast comes from. It's bacteria, so who knows I where know, I feel like yeast is like, cultivated. I don't know if I want to know where it's cultivated I kind of feel like somebody mashed wheat. Like, somebody saw wheat growing in a field, and, like, 
ate it, like mm-hmm. broke it off this, you know, the stem or whatever it was, and then just mashed the whatever stuff that you get to flour. And they were like, "Huh, this kind of like has flavor." And maybe they made like a paste with it or something and mixed it with other flat, mixed it with yeast? berries and stuff, uh, germs. How it's bacteria? How do we figure it's that good out? Good bacteria. So did they just like mix? No. So I'm talking like caveman times. I'm oh. like my thing is like somebody forever like a bajillion years ago probably like. It was like wild wheat was growing in the field. They cracked the shells to the stuff because they were like, oh, this is fine. You know, foraging for food. You're like, I'm going to, whatever, I'll try this stuff, I guess. If you've never went to Boy Scout camp. Oh, I mean, you've been on Trek or Girl Scout camp and stuff like that. You you just, you you know, you get a little desperate after 48 hours of not showering and stuff like (laughs) that. So just imagine, you know, existence that way. You get a little little weird for food. You're like, I'm going to try this. Whatever. Screw it. I might die. Who cares? Life is short. I'll be 20 years old. I mean, like, I'll die before I'm 20. You know, I'm a caveman. I have a, I don't have a concept of time yet. I'm still like, you know, freaking out when the sun goes down. So, I imagine that somebody probably like dove into wheat and was like, "What's this? This is oh wait, look, it like peels apart like popcorn. Oh wait, what if I crunch this? this?" And they crunched it and it like kind of head flavor. Maybe they mashed it with rocks like a mortar like a primitive mortar okay. and pestle and then made it like into a paste. I would say it was very simple to like mix it with water. That'd be one of the very few things you could just do. And then if you put other stuff in it like, "Oh, look, like food plus food." Yeah. And it sustained them slightly. Okay. But then, yeah, yeah. what do you do? What do, what do any teenage boy? What does what does any teenage boy do when they bring food in their room? They leave it, and it gets disgusting and gross, and bacteria formed oh. inside the water plus the flour and stuff like that, right? And then it started bubbling and getting stinky and weird. Maybe. And then he's like, "I'm gonna stick this in the sun." Maybe. Or over yeah, the fire. sure. Maybe it did. Maybe he stick it in the sun. Maybe he put it over the fire. Maybe he just like experimented with it a little bit because you know it got funky smelling. Because cavemen but not... had bread. Sure. Why not? I don't know. Well, we were not cavemen when we, like, agriculture was the first thing we did, learning how to plant. And, True. like, we went from nomads to being like, nah, we're just going to stick here. We'll just, we'll just, the weather we just sucks. Grow, we got to grow things. You know, Florida had to come from somewhere, I guess. So, anyway. I love bread because it's very, it's, it's it's a lot of fun. So you what? I, I love bread. I love bread. Insert that clip here. I got a confession, y'all. I love bread. I love bread. I love bread. I have bread every day. And on Weight Watchers plan, it's okay. Because I'm talking about bread, y'all. Thank you, Maya Angelou. Thanks, Oprah. I mean, just kidding. Maya Rudolph. Oprah. No, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Oprah did it originally. Oprah. Oprah did it originally. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I inserted the Maya Rudolph clip. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, well, she's, she's imitating Oprah. It's pretty easy. It's just not, it's simple to, it's not simple to, it's not, okay, words are difficult for me at the moment. I apologize. Uh, bread's really great because you just like yeast, warm water, and flour, and then you can make something super awesome. And that's basically I, oh. the, <laughs> oh, she you're, says. You're, you're still that's talking. where, yes, I am. Thank you. Appreciate that. I, I know you like tried to dive in there with your conversational, conversational football tackle, and I juked out and like continued a, running towards like the thing. To the there I juked again, and I'm continuing the conversation, running towards the goal line of my point. Keep going. <laughs> oh, she stole it back from me. That's a. That's a Calvin and oh Hobbes my God, comic. Sorry, your I will. But that's a, that's a Calvin and Hobbes comic where. Oh, I was like Calvin talks about like. Conversation is just a sport. I'm trying to get the ball to my goal. Blah blah. blah isn't it? And then Hobbs chimes in. He's like, Ah, one point for you. But I still have, I still have the lead. And I'm like, That's hilarious. That's how I'm gonna think about conversation from now on. So tonight's recipe is really that. 
it's just it's a very very simple mixture of like yeast water sugar to activate the yeast a little bit mm-hmm. and feed it tin a little bit feed the germs the <laughs> micro germs and make it uh you know make it uh, prove faster as your uh Paul Hollywood Please. or Hollywood or I should say Paul crucifix Hollywood. because isn't that isn't that another name for the Hollywood 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 Hollywood, Hollywood. <laughs> sacrilege well, even after the day of the show, pioneer so he, yeah he either talks uh, everything I know about bread comes from the Raiders everything I learned show. I learned from Paul Hollywood because he will just be like oh he'll like talk about the texture of the bread of course okay and he'll just be like see this it means it's underproved or yeah. overproved okay. I can't do his exact British accent very well. But I like British. Pre- I like British accents. Yes. British accents are very nice. I can't do many of them. I have to sound like Stewie half the time. I do <laughs> British accents. But I love my British accents like I love my women. Dry and unintelligible. Wow. Which means you. Oh, he oh, said that it was you. you dick. Sorry, I'm Kevin Hart right now. Just kidding. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> also, my favorite thing that Paul Hollywood does is if it's undercooked, mm-hmm. he dives his finger into it and goes, see that? It's roll. Just, if he just five finger death punches the thing. He just like, well, it's one finger. He just like stabs at oh, it with his sure. pointer finger. Oh, he just touches the chi of the bread and just fucking causes it to collapse. Pretty much. Nice. He just like, see that? It's roll. It sticks together. It doesn't roar. jump back. Roar. <laughs> that roar. reminds me. Yeah, that reminds me of this great clip. I'm going to insert it right here. Fuck it. Damn. Damn it! Crap! Oh, crap! Fucking hell! Fuck that! Oh, God in heaven! Damn it! Fuck off! Oh, you fuck off! Fuck! Shit! Damn it! Oh, fuck off! Fuck off! Oh, crap! You fucker! You wee bastard! Oh, you bastard! Oh, you bollocks! Oh, you wee bollocks! Shit! Fuck ya! Oh, shit! Shit! Bollocks! Crap! Damn it! Oh, fuck off! Oh, fuck! Fuck off, your bollocks! Oh, fuck off! Damn it! Bloody hell! Oh, bloody hell! Bloody fucker! Fuck! Fuck off! Oh, fuck! Oh, fuck! You bloody fucker! Bloody hell! Oh, hell! Fuck off! Fuck off! Bloody hell! Bollocks! Piss off! Fucker! Bloody hell! That was one minute of David Tennant swearing. It's crap! Fucking hell! Him and his hilarious Scottish accent. It's 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 adorable. It's very fantastic. I, I hope you haven't heard it yet. <laughs> life finds a way. Life, life uh, finds a way. I wish I could do Jeff Goldblum's accent as well as I could do Christopher Walken's accent, which I'm going to insert another clip here uh, because it's just, it's just, I do this clip all the time now. Uh, if you ever hear me and I say Foo Fighters, uh, you'll know why after this. There was once when we did Saturday Night Live and Christopher Walken was the host. Amazing. And he comes up and he's like, he said, he asked us if the accent was on Foo or Fighters. And we know who he is. Like, of course, we know how he speaks. And we said, uh, the accent is on Fighters, actually. So he, he goes up. How did he ask you? How did he ask you? I'm not going to say that. Part. Because he goes, no, because he goes up, he's like, ladies and gentlemen, Foo Fighters. Because <laughs> I knew that's what happened. I was like, don't say, most people say Foo Fighters, but the way Christopher Walken says it, Foo Fighters. That's, that's great. great. I've never heard you do that voice before. Mm. Oh, he was good. See, now I want you to tell me the story of how he asked you. 
<laughs> no, no, he just came up and he's like, he just asked. He so, said, so the accent is it on foo or fighters? <laughs> and I said, I think it's on fighters. He's like, that's what I thought. You know. uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> For those of you that don't understand what the hell's going on, uh, the Foo Fighters, uh, the Foo Fighters, the Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters, the band starring the lead singer, or is it the drummer? No, he's a lead singer. He's a lead singer. He is a lead singer. He's the lead singer. What's uh, his name? Dave Grohl. He's the drummer oh. for Nirvana. Oh. Yeah. Kirk I didn't Bill know Bill that. Bill. I know. What a twist. The more you know. The more you know, actually. This should be the segment of Emily Learns Things. <laughs> be a long segment, but it'd be great. <laughs> wow. You should see the stank eye she just gave me. Zing. <sighs> My proved bread just got flat. It's underproved. <laughs> it's underproved. So Dave Grohl is playing on an episode of Saturday Night Live, and Christopher Walken. He's the host. Is the host. Week. He's hosting that that week. It's quite some time ago. Anyway, he just comes to Dave and he's like, "Hey, Dave, how do you say your name? The band is it, is the emphasis on foo or fighters?" <laughs> Dave's like, well, "Yeah, I, th- I think the emphasis is on fighters. <laughs> I think." I think you it's idiot. his band. It's your band. <laughs> I knew it. So Christopher <laughs> says, ladies and gentlemen, for fighters. I love your Christopher Walken Thank accent. I appreciate it. I wish I could it do it better. It is really good. <laughs> I wish it was as good. I wish my Patrick Stewart was as good as my Christopher Let's Walken. Let's hear it. My <laughs> you brought it up. Now you have to do it. <laughs> I'd make my bed and sleep with it. Tea. All right. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> so we should make bread i guess i guess eventually we've only been talking for 45 minutes about stuff half of this podcast actually didn't get recorded (laughs) i didn't hit the record button so i'm like talking about a bunch of other stuff and i'm like oh well that sucks yeah So luckily the recipe Yay, is technology. Yeah, yay technology. Yay, that's nice. I like technology. You like it? Sometimes it doesn't fuck me over. The recipe's really pretty simple, which is which is great, because I'm not feeling a lot of shit this evening. <laughs> I had a long day. Did you say you're not feeling a lot of shit? Feeling a lot of shit. Ah, feeling a lot of stuff, man. Rick and Morty. So the directions require that I what? Hot water, yes. yeast, sugar, and olive oil. And let that sit for five minutes while it kind of activates the yeast. Because somehow they can fucking freeze dry the bacteria and it like... It freaks me out. It's really super weird. Which is like how you can freeze sperm and you're like, eh, and bring it back to life. <laughs> and put a baby in you. God. Ugh, that's the worst way to say those words. Huh. Uh, huh is right. So... I've got to take the make those noises out of freeze dried. Well, we haven't been making food yet. Hopefully, no one's eating when they're doing this because that's terrible. So we've got a what? What's the, what's the recipe? What am I gonna do, Em? Uh, you gotta combine yeast. How much? Tablespoon of yeast. So a tablespoon of yeast, or uh, or two packets if you're laying. Yes, and a half cup of warm water. Right. Tablespoon of sugar. Tablespoon of sugar. Three tablespoons olive oil. Three tablespoons of olive oil. And a half cup warm water. Uh, okay, cool. So I gotta get the warm water. Two tablespoons, one of the things that they got, and do that. Okay, hold on a second. Like vines, I'm barely getting into vines now. <laughs> um, sweetheart. Free Shavakadu! Sorry to uh, burst your bubble, but uh, 
Vine. Vines are Gen Z, I know. No, no Vines don't ex- Vine doesn't exist anymore. I get it, I know. That's why it's TikTok or whatever the fucking nonsense is. I know. I, I'm sure Kesha is pissed. Because <laughs> she's not getting a cut of it. She's like, hey, that's my song. That's my song. Stop it. She has like a master's in math. She's like a hyper bonkers smart. I went to the grocery store today for just like a minute to grab myself a snack. Yeah. And there was these kids in the parking lot and they were far away from the thing. And I was like, hey, you guys can't set up fireworks. And I'm like, uh-uh-uh. Ah, ah, ah. We are 101 feet exactly. And I was all... <laughs> they got stopped by Little an, punks. Like they, they got stopped by an officer. Little punks. You mean baby Einsteins. You guys <laughs> can't shoot up fireworks within 100 feet of the place that you bought them from. But I don't know if that's so much a, like a law or regulation or it's probably just the people who sell the fireworks and like, hey, don't blow us up. Yeah. We don't want to die. It's We're just, surrounded by gunpowder. It's just an annoyance more than anything because people think that an acceptable time to set off fireworks is at midnight. Yeah, it's really, it's very and frustrating. Also, we and I'm excited baby. for, I'm excited for July to be over because no one's like, oh, August, time for fireworks. It's like, no, leaves and pumpkin spice. Uh, that's September. August is back to school stuff. Oh, yeah. Back to school. Don't talk about it. Back to school. No, shh. I'm in denial. I'm quoting Billy Madison. Fine, and whatever. Too school. It'd be great. I uh, like, yeah, really. Uh, back to school is basically a crime against humanity. Unfortunately, it's like a it, the ad campaigns are so they're so they just hurt. They're not anything anyone is excited for. I don't think any of us are like, I really want to go. No, no, we don't. There's no some child. people that are excited about it. Yeah, and those people are called introverts. No, well. <laughs> Prove me. Prove me wrong. Do you want to get Paul deep for me. a minute? Sure. Okay, here we go. So some of my students... We're going to deep fry in the One Pan Podcast. ...really hate the summer because yeah. being at home is miserable and school is much better and they actually... A place where they actually feel cared about because they don't at home. Let's go even a little bit deeper, like Shark Week deeper, and it sucks because free lunch programs oftentimes don't go through the summer, so it's kids don't, don't have, eat. like, lots of low-income kids don't have the ability to eat during the summer. Yeah. So, hey, donate your monies this year. If you're looking for a place to, you know, I don't know, tax shelter that extra millions you have made that you're trying to hide away, but the Panama Papers have ratted you out, donate that shit to a school and, you know, pay off some... I can't even believe I'm going to say this word, say these combinations of word, but child lunch debt. Yeah. I'm an unabashed Bernie Sanders supporter. If you're not, guess you are allowed to have an opinion. Can't do anything about it, but I can vote punch you in the face. So anyway, we live in an era where child lunch debt exists. Yeah, it's I read true. this whole article about this little boy who like saved up a month's allowance to like pay off all his classmates lunch debt and i'm like that's horrible how no we should not be celebrating that we should all be appalled that the the adults who failed that's like that group of children it's terrible knock it off well and it's hard because so you have to meet very specific criteria it moved there's a t-rex around here somewhere no there's not sorry (laughs) i'm just looking at the okay it's definitely foaming okay good that's for show okay go ahead sorry Um, back to the sadness (laughs) <laughs> well, I just, so yeah, that's something that I never even thought about until another teacher at my school George was like, yeah, and she brought it up and it was just like little things like if you have an extra $10 to spare, just go give it to the front office and say, hey, put this to some kid's lunch or a couple kid's lunches. Yeah. You know, and but some of these kids, their lunch, I mean, their lunch is like a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's sad. You know, and the thing is, they just 
are just shy of the qualifications for reduced or free lunch, or maybe they're on reduced lunch and that is still too much for their parents to, you know, be able to spend because... You know, it's just in, so. Anyway, we're getting deep making peasant bread. Apparently, just thinking about the school year coming up, it's think about different things you can do. Like, I guys, I have this one teacher who she just sees things that. Well, there's a couple teachers who see things that I don't don't see. But some kids, like on long weekends, they didn't have food for their family, and so yeah. we started a, a drive where people just donated foods, and so we have this pantry. And oh sure. I also have a bin in my room. Shout out Mrs. Daw. Actually, yeah. Miss Daw. Excuse me. Miss Daw and Miss Moore. Oh, Both of them, but yeah. Miss Moore not my school anymore. And so they gave boxes so all the English teachers at our school have food and then like teachers at different parts of the school that kids like come to and trust like I have a lot of kids that really like my classroom and stuff so you're a theater nerd choir choir family person Uh so I have food in my room like granola bars and easy mac and stuff like that they Mm -hmm. can take home and the first time we did this for the kids like we secretly kind of found out who needed help and so we pulled them out of class and just so you're some kind of like food santa yeah Nice. We gave them little bags to take home, and some of them like st- they're staring, and they're like, "I'm just trying to think of what my siblings would want, or Aww, what my mom would want," and like not as much about what they thought. And then someone asked for like not crying, an crying. additional bag, and then she just she's like, "I'm just curious why." And he goes, "Well, I just really want to make sure my family has enough." Oh, that's adorable. Right. That's very sweet. So donate to your schools. Some of them don't have programs. You yeah, never know what kid is starving. You don't realize it. I didn't realize it. I didn't realize how many kids were needing out of my school and which kids were until they came to me and asked for food for the weekend and how excited they were over canned peaches. Peaches are pretty cool. Millions so. of peaches. Peaches for me. All right, what's next? Millions of peaches. <gasps> hey, it's foamy. It's foamy, huh? Okay, let, what's I'm next? i take a picture of that so y'all can see the foam. The before and the after. Foam town. I think all I have to do is this, I think it's it's five cups of flour. Trying to open it. Yeah. This recipe comes from Good Housekeeping. Good housekeeping, ladies and gentlemen. Hi everybody, it's Harry Carey here. Would you eat the boon if it was made of barbecue spare ribs? Just say yes and we'll move on. Oh, we were supposed to do this meanwhile in a large bowl. Meanwhile in a large this bowl. This was supposed to be in a small bowl. Yeah, shut up. I meant to the recipe, not you. Sorry. Shut like, up, stupid recipe with your dumb face. No, not you. I love you. Keep going. Well, you're supposed to, in wooden spoon, mix olives, rosemary, salt, and four cups of flour. Add yeast mixture and one cup warm water. Oh, yeah. You mix your dry ingredients and then you're done. It's fine. So we do the dry ingredients. Would you eat the food if it was made of barbecue spare ribs? Just say yes and we'll move on. <laughs> The heck, I'd have seconds. I love that clip. That's uh, that's Will Ferrell playing Harry Carey. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he looked at me like, doy. Sorry. I got it. I mean, like. I know. I'm your wife. I'm telling our audiences. That's the I thing. know. Are you sure? It's hard to be like surprised because mm-hmm. you've been quoting this. <laughs> <laughs> the last no, I got two these weeks. new glasses. If you haven't seen on my personal Facebook, I got new glasses a couple of days ago. And straight up, I, I went to the guy. I went to the spectacle in Trolley Square. His name is John. Caught him. He is like the the optician to the stars, and really like he designed Elvis's sunglasses. He designed yeah. stuff for the Beatles, Elton John, and for Blade Runner. Uh, he designed all of the eyewear and other things for the movie Blade Runner, which is freaking the amazing. Original, not the twenty. Yeah, no, no, the Harrison Ford Blade Runner yeah. for sure. And he has like some of the movie props that they like the team gave. Like he designed them, and they gave him like they're like, "Hey, we made the we're done with the movie. Here you go. Here Thanks you go, for your yeah. cool contributions and stuff." He did all of the Rat Packs like glass reading glasses so and shades cool. and stuff. It's super fun. So I was like, I went out to him and was like, "I need new glasses." 
okay, what are you, what are you looking for? And I just, Harry Carey. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I got you, man. So they came in, and they're huge and awesome and, and tortoiseshell, fantastic and tortoiseshell. So you guys will see me uh, one of these days. I'll paste, I'll, I'll post the selfie, I guess. Post the I'll control V of selfie into my Instagram account, I guess. You can do it. I believe I in you. I believe in things. You believe in me, Peter? Clap louder, Peter. I'm clapping. I'm clapping. <laughs> I'm clapping. You're uh. Your uh, complex hallucination brought on by excessive drinking. Uh, I somehow remember my mother, but I don't know why you remember my mother, because I never remember my mother. And I didn't do drugs. I missed the 60s. I was an accountant. <laughs> That's that whole rant. Have you ever heard that? Okay, I've never I'm going to what he said. Oh, it's, it's this beautiful rant. And here it is. All right, now. Who am I? Oh, you're, um... <laughs> complex Freudian hallucination having something to do with my mother and I don't know why you have wings but you have very lovely legs and you're a very nice tiny person and what am I saying I don't know who my mother was I'm an orphan and I've never taken drugs because I missed the 60s I was an accountant (laughs) (laughs) God Robin Williams is a treasure rest in power my good man please ugh I miss him all the time. I watch interviews with him and all the fun things. All the time. Yeah. And and see, just just because you're like, I need more of him in my life. And yeah. His randomness. So, all right. I guess I got to mix. Yeah, I've got to mix a bowl for the dry ingredients and then uh, put the wet into the dry. So, be back soon. Okay. Wet plus dry equals bread. Yep. All right. Not bad. I need it for a little bit. I saw some silly photos. Um, that yeast got crazy town. It started yeah. like getting like super foamy, and I'm all done. That's gonna be cool. It's like this. It's like that movie, The Stuff. Did you ever see that? No, you haven't seen. Nope. It. It's a horror movie. It's also an '80s film. So you're like, it's like two things. You're like, nah, I don't really. I do. like '80s movies. So, not '80s horror movies. No, so I guess not. I like '80s. Teen y- you mean chick you like? I was gonna say John Candy. I love John Candy. Yeah. Uh, John Hughes films. Who's John Hughes? You don't know who John Hughes is? Uh, he basically wrote every movie in the 80s. Like, he's the... He literally is the 80s. So they're going to put on I the tombstone. I didn't realize he was a writer. Yeah. I thought you were like... I thought it was like an actor that I like didn't know. Judd Nelson. <laughs> For those of you who didn't see what I just did, because, you know, it's an audio medium, I just did the thing that Judd Nelson does at the end of 16 Candles and he throws his fist in the air. Don't you forget, forget about, about me. me. So, yeah, everything everyone does. Pretty much. Yeah, freeze in space when Kenneth does it in 30 Rock. They're like, are you okay? <laughs> and Peter Griffin does it and he's like, Lois, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Uh, do I call a doctor? No, 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 no. Call a scientist. I Lois, it down, right? Lois, call a scientist. <laughs> Lois, look up fork and lung in the medical dictionary. Why, Peter? Time's a factor, Lois. <laughs> oh, the bread's really, I mean, it's proving now, I guess. So it's, it's, it's fun. That was a lot of fucking olives. That was so much olives. The peasants love their olives, apparently. The saltiness gives them gives them life for their dull and dreary lives. Oh, they're they're to be more specific. For sure, for the maroon olives. Did you hear what happened to the red ship and the blue ship when they crashed? All the sailors were marooned. (laughs) It's the best joke. Oh my god. No, no, yeah, such a dad joke. I love it. It's actually, it's a. I learned it from Doctor John's bathroom reader when I was a kid, and I laughed so hard that I fell off the toilet. Doctor John's bathroom reader. Do you no, know just how to read We had like a book that was meant to be a bathroom reader. 
It's a fucking tome, man. It was like 800 pages long. Small print. Oh my god. Print. Oh my god. Oh, I've never dude. heard of this Jones thing. Bathroom readers the greatest collection of It's we Reader's had, Digest, but it's We more. just had a we just had a rotating Reader's Digest in our bathroom. And then for a while it was <laughs> chicken your mom soup was, like, for the soul. Secretly trying to give you messages of like, "I want you to be happy." Yeah. Read this. It's a collection of poetry. Or whatever the hell those are, aren't they? They're just like short stories to like make you feel better. Also, I think it's so funny. I never got that, and then I was like, it makes more sense. Like, oh, your soul is sick, so what do you do when you get sick? You have chicken soup. So this is chicken soup for your soul to make you feel better better on the inside. Where did the tradition come from? No, no, no. Reading on the toilet. What else are we going to do? Like putting magazines I'm sure, in the I mean, I don't know. in medieval, when we had house houses, we were probably scribbling on the walls. <laughs> I guess, because sometimes you're there for a while. Ted. You know. <laughs> yeah, but with uh, Edward with a V. Edward. Edward was Edward. here! Scratched out or something like that, whatever. I think just humans, it's like a dumb behavior we've always done. We're bored, we're like, I'm sure it was we were squatting down as, you know, prehistoric <laughs> man. Well, and it's like a hospitality thing. And does no one think about the amount of feces and flecks of pee that are on those? I mean, am I wrong? Sure. (laughs) Am I? Okay, it's also a magazine. What are you doing with the magazine? Are you eating the magazine? It's not home and garden where you're like, oh, man. It's not good cooking. It's like, I'm just going to dive out of this car. I'm just going to fold this. The cookies are real, Martha Stewart. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, it's not. It's not, you know, pick up Playboy and like boobs and you're like, I'm going to put the boobs in my face. No, you're not. They're just magazine. So what do you do after the bathroom? You wash your (laughs) damn hands and the flakes of pee and fecal matter go away. Unless you don't wash your hands, in which case you're gross. And I need to rethink everything because this is disgusting. Gross. Do you want to move on from this conversation? Yes, I do. This This is horrible. I don't want to think about all the things that I've been touching in the bathroom. I don't want to read anything anymore. I'm just going to shut my eyes when I go to the bathroom now. I'm just going to just like, no, no, no. I bought a pair of overalls, and um, they leave you very vulnerable when you take them off. I now feel like what every woman who's ever worn a jumper and has gone to the bathroom has felt, and I'm like, no, this is is terrible. You have to get completely naked? No, I don't like this. I don't like this. Someone's going to kick down the door, and I'm like trapped, half nude, half stuck by my little fake suspenders, I guess. This is why butt flaps were invented. I get it now, clearly. Long johns. I'm not taking this. I'm not taking this dudes off. No way, man. I'm not being. I'm not exposing myself to nature and God and everything else out there. The little buttons in the back and the mm-hmm, little pink mm-hmm. pocket in the they front. They look like you know the Norman Rockwell Christmas ad or something like that. What's nice about this next part of the recipe is, is we don't really have to do anything. It's just got to. Yeah, which is fun, and that's why bread. you make bread in advance. Yeah. Like you make bread, yeah. you know, and you have it the next day and stuff like that. You let it sit and you let it do its stuff overnight, or twelve hours, or eighteen like hours, hours, or whatever. Or, or you make bread at four a.m. in the morning so that it's ready by breakfast at seven, or something like that. So, this is pretty good. It's just gonna sit and it's gonna kind of inflate. Then I gotta. Um, well, yeah, you're supposed like to like with normal bread. What you would do is, is you would punch it down. And then reflour it, you know, knead it a little bit more and let it fold back up again. But with peasant bread, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm actually just going to dump it into, once it's proved, I'm going to dump it into my Dutch oven, my Dutch baby. I'm going to make a little Dutch baby, Dutch yeah. baby boy. And yeah. put it in the, oh yeah, a piece with of parchment, parchment paper. paper. So throw it in the oven on parchment paper for about, it's at like 425 for like a half hour, I think. 30 minutes yeah. at 425 covered. 
covered. Do not yes. uncover it until the last for you cover it after you after thirty minutes. Then you take it out and you uncover it, or you just take, you uncover it and then for the last ten minutes, Takes then you off, let it yeah. cook. That way, the bread can get browned and stuff like that. So, really, yeah. we're gonna just kind of let the bread. Uh, this this is gonna be a long break because yeah. we're just gonna yeah. let the bread prove. I'm gonna throw it in, and then the last ten minutes while it's uh, you know we're browning the ground beef, I'll just. Well, then, you know, we'll, we'll wrap <laughs> things up and have fun stuff like Grab that and taste it the last little bit. I think because it's just, you know, bread, we're just going to, you know, put a slice of butter on top and jam out. Put a bird on put it? Put a bird I on you said it. put a burrito on it. And I was laughing about that because that was my, <laughs> a friend of mine on Facebook posted about they have, he backed this game on Kickstarter and it was oh, like yeah. a throw burritos oh, yeah. at each other. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on, but, but I, I want to play this game so bad. I, I think I want to play Seriously. this game, but then I'll probably like be horrendously traumatized by memories of dodgeball and be like, "No, don't hit me!" And I can just get it in the face. I can hear pictures of those red balls. I like people Who like dodgeball? Uh, Who dodgeball? or yeah. you know, to be military sergeants. I guess I don't know. It feels like a game of. Then at the same time, though, uh, I loved it. We didn't play dodgeball. We you played can dodge a wrench. You can ball. dodge a ball. Sorry, I like. I love that movie, Dodgeball. Freaking Vince Vaughn. That's the only good Vince Vaughn movie. Sorry, Wedding Crashers uh, is not that funny. Neither is Swingers. People it's like a weird. I don't even like using this term because it's not appropriate. Everybody, anybody who throws, it's such a movie critic term for anything that isn't exactly a block, a summer blockbuster or rom com. So if it doesn't fit the quote norm of like this is what the mo- movie most people watches, it's automatically a cult classic. But I feel like Dodgeball. And Wedding Crashers, to some extent, is totally a cult classic film where it has a large following of like, oh yeah, people talk about Wedding Crashers oh, okay. a long time afterwards. Okay, that's what it means. I never knew why because it's call a fault. Fo- like classic. you, it. So what do cults have? It wasn't, it wasn't a big thing, it wasn't thing, but what do cults have? Large followings. But cults are weird yeah. and off the beaten path, and sometimes they have punch and then they kill each call other. Your dad, you're in a cult. Shout out to Scapegoats Podcast, a comedy conspiracy podcast, for talking to me about cults. That was way fun that one time. You guys should listen to that episode. I think it was a couple episodes back or something like that when Todd came on and he made the gnocchi with me. Oh, that was super yeah. delicious. And then like a oh, week yeah. later, uh, I was on his show scapegoats and and we talked about aliens and the government and we were the first ones to storm area 51 pretty much that's I, i'm just gonna go ahead and say that so you can thank everybody for those memes you're welcome you're welcome you're welcome thank you no no i appreciate you uh, no no yeah, charge no also- trouble which also, those memes, <laughs> I'm so over them. Me and the boys. There also, there's a lot of sad memes that are like, hey, instead of storming Area 51, I want to like storm a beach and clean it up. Or like, hey, let's storm or, the border and like save those children. I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah that's Nobody's serious thinking. about Area 51. So it's really sucky that we're like, no one's serious about Area 51. It's like someone just, like someone yeah, just saying thoughts, thoughts and, and prayers. Here you go. Makes me feel better. So, okay. Well, we're going to let you ruminate yeah. on thoughts and prayers. Yeah, well, the bread proves and <laughs> cooks and stuff like Have that. Have some yeah. thoughts and prayers about yeah. our bread. Hope it turns out good. Uh, think real hard that it proves, I guess. I don't know. We'll go. And that Paul Hollywood oh, won't no, come in and punch, punch it. Don't punch down the dough, Paul Hollywood. What will we do without you? The bread is proved for an hour, which wasn't bad. It rose mm. a lot. And the last like half hour of it rising, we stuck the Dutch oven yeah, in the oven. Yeah, we put the oven. Dutch oven in the oven. Now it's having a little oven babies. And 
So <laughs> oven baby. It, it's warm it's it up. good. Yeah, you, you never warm it up. Your, yeah. I don't think you put a Dutch oven in just straight up hot. It's because it'll shock it and stuff like that is what they we mm-hmm. we do. So we put the cold Dutch oven in while it does its thing, whatever. So then an hour after it proved, it was big. I mean, it was it was pretty wicked awesome. So I pulled the whole Dutch oven out, just plop it right in and covered it and put it in. So it's been cooking for the last. It cooked for the last 30 minutes, a little timer went off, and now yeah. it's in for the last 10 minutes as as the top is removed, so it's going to like brown and do, crispy. yeah, get a, crisp. get a little crispy and be nice, nice, nice crispy, crispy bacon. So I'm, I'm going to ask Emily to pull out the butter from the fridge so that it can like gently soften butter. The what? Uh, we got to get more butter. butter. I'm using like Tillamook salted butter and I like it, but I'm a slut for mm. like Irish Kerrygold butter. Yeah, I don't know what about, yeah. I, it's just it's just better. It's better butter, hands down. It's imported and everything, and it may not be, but I don't care. It tastes like it is. And it's amazing. It's super full fat, delicious butter. I don't know. I notice it. I, I totally notice the difference. I'm sorry. There's like Tillamook butter is pretty good because I've had other butter that I make. I I bought some the other day. And I, I opened it up and I was like, no, what did I even, it was some weird brand or something. Oh, really? It was, just, it, was oh, it was nasty really? butter. I don't know what was wrong with it. it Maybe I mixed it up. It was margarine. Just it tasted super tasted funky. Weird? It tasted plasticky. Oh, okay. and, and I was like, this is, ew, what? What? Yeah. So I've been happy with this no. Tillamook butter, but it's not Kerrygold. And like we that. got, we moved to our it's new, like our new apartment like and we have a lucky oh, yeah. grocery store by us, which is like. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know where it comes from, but it's super Hispanic and awesome and fun. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, I don't know I don't if it is either. Maybe like it that. is weird neighborhood, but very... they're okay. They have the biggest yeah. meat department I've ever seen. Oh, I thought I oh, thought Whole amazing. Foods had a big meat department. I walked into the Whole Foods in Jurassic and I was like, wow, okay. Yeah pretty big or the whole yeah. foods of trolley square is like this is great they have artisan meats and things and like you know they got all they have lots of fish they have lots of like sausages oh, the- and stuff like that and other things which is great no fucking lucky's puts puts that to shame dude do they have stole the entire like costco of- size back wall is almost all meat so there's everything so much meat Everything you can think of. Yeah, there was like, like pig's, feet? pig's feet, whole hogs' heads and stuff like cow, cow hooves. There was duck. I did, there was like, all kinds of. Pe- there was a, what? The, what is this? This head cheese? Whoa! Oh yeah. There's some head weird. Cheese. There's some weird funky uh. stuff. Uh, I I I want to try head cheese. I just can't get the chutzpah, the cojones, the it. matzo balls to and up to to try it because it's it's brains and I don't know how to. I'm not a zombie. So, brains. The only brain. The only zombie game that I really truly love is Plants vs. Zombies. That's what it is. Head cheese. That's what they call it. Head cheese. Yeah. Wow, this really is the episode where Emily learns things. Rename the podcast. Emily learns things. (laughs) That's great. So, I I I wanna. I just I I can't. I haven't reached a point in my life yet where I can imagine myself eating that. Because it's like a loaf. It comes in a thing, in a package, yeah. in a pan. Yeah. As a kid, I'm like, what even it. is this? Yeah, you but slice it's it. not sliced. It's weirdly fluffy and it's marshmallow consistency. And you're like, no, this is meat. No, meat no. shouldn't be jet puffed. What? Help me. Ah, my brother's tall. Where's my Ray Romano? 
no need, which is pretty good. And then it doesn't need scoring either. You just throw it in because it's artisan peasant bread. So it's just going to do its thing, I guess. Oh, I'm going to go back to the Whole Foods thing. Whole Foods? Because what did we get at Whole Foods the last time we went? Uh, Some sort of seafood stuff. Oh, we did. I learned I can cook mussels. Dude, and they were freaking good. I know a lot of people don't like seafood Okay, go back to the story of where you found it, but... Where we originally came up with this idea, like how we found out this. Oh well, we, we to went make. to uh, Southern California a couple years ago, and we had mussels yeah. and frites in on the Santa pier, Monica. and it was it was delicious. It was really good, fries. mussels and mussels frites, and baby, with this like this deliciousy cream sauce. And I was like, "Yo, yeah. this is amazing!" It was just like, I don't know, it wasn't quite Alfredo. But it was just yeah. like a white creamy sauce. It was just salty and delicious. It was a creamy sauce. It kind of reminded me of a gravy. Yeah, but it wasn't but thick like gravy. I don't know how to really do explain it, but it was just very, very, very light, very simple. And it was just the mussels. It was delicious. It was just, and it was frites. So they were Belgian style double fried fries. They were very good. Also, that's good. the secret. If you guys have ever been to Belgium, like I'm sure you most of you know it, but if you've never been to Bruges waffles and frites and stuff like that, how they get their fries super amazing is, is they fry them once and then they let them sit overnight and then they fry them again. So it's like a pre-fry and then a, and then a secondary fry. That's how they like get them to be hyper delicious and everything. So anyway, I was like, "Fuck! I want to get. I want mussels and frites." Yeah. So yeah. Well, I remember we originally had it. Like, uh, it came in this little, like, Yeah, it was, like, ceramic thing. and metal and, and you, everything. Like, you left it so much. You, like, I remember you took the mussel shells and you were, like, dishing uh, the sauce like into little your tiny, mouth. I'm like, it was nature's so good. spoons. It was amazing. <laughs> it was so good. So I've been craving mussels and frites for a long time. But I was worried, like, I don't know, seafood is kind of intimidating sometimes. Because, yeah. like, I don't know what yeah. I got to do. No, mussels are really... Okay. okay. Okay, but then we were at Whole Foods and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here. we go, we go. And then we're, you're like, let's get two pounds, well, and you're just like, oh my no, god. No, I go. I was like, so I want to get a lot. I was like, let's just get, let's just get a lot, no matter what they are, no matter how expensive, just get them because it's gonna be a rare meal and stuff like that. Yeah. We freaking go. Yeah. Like wild caught mussels or whatever, it was yeah. like five bucks a pound, yeah. man. Yeah. Four ninety nine. Yeah. I was free, I was amazed. So we got two pounds of mussels for ten bucks. Well, and at first you're like two pounds. You're like, oh, it'll just be a little bit. And you're like, he's still oh yeah, I don't know. He kept bag. like he's still fighting the bag more, and then more. You gotta like and then like, more. Gotta, like, and then he was like, like oh, I gotta go back to like the back because we're out. I had to get more, and, get and he more. got more. And I'm like, what? It was so many mussels. Yeah, it, it was amazing. Yeah, it, was it was awesome, awesome. dude. Two pounds would feed. Two pounds would feed five people, six people in a heartbeat with frites and stuff like that or feed two hungry mofos like us because literally we ate a pound of mussels each. It was outrageous. Um, Dude, really. So, okay, mussels are are surprisingly simple to cook. I forget. I, I looked up a recipe on Pinterest and there wasn't any really good ones. And so there was a couple... I, I don't know. I, I feel like they were really weird recipes, and I, I didn't want, like, they were, I don't know, they were very, very heavy on a bunch of flavors, and I was like, nah, I don't want a lot of this. So the gist was mussels are cooked via steam. So really you get, like, a mm. high-walled, almost like a stock pan, a stock pot or something like that, whatever one of those. Um, I just used... We had, like, a... Two-handled... Like 
pot. Yeah, thing. that's what I got. I used my. I, I got this really nice uh, freaking John Legend's wife, Chrissy Teigen, has a cooking line at Target. And oh, that yeah, B, oh, yeah, uh, we were there the other day, and I was like, "What the fudge is this?" It was the, it's a, it is this, awesome it's awesome stuff. Awesome I'm not gonna lie, stuff on her line. it's really it's nice, beautiful, and really actually super high quality. So I got utensils. this really nice, and I mean huge, probably 18 inches across cast iron pan. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's awesome. It's got like, oh hey, that's the timer. That's our bread. I'm gonna pull it out really quickly because then I gotta get the. It's gotta cool down and fun stuff. The, the bread looks really good. This looks really good. And that I got to just really let it good. cool for a little bit longer. So I'm going to finish my, my, my Chrissy Teigen story. Yeah. So I got this great, this great yeah. giant cast iron pan, which I'm so excited to use. Like it's, it's really, really high quality, really nice. Uh, and I, don't then love, I, I don't love Chrissy Teigen. I'm starting really to like her. I'm starting to like her stuff. I think she's fun on Twitter. She's kind of like a social justice advocate and everything. And oh, cool. she's pretty fun. So I'm oh, like, that's cool. yeah, okay. You're. You're really not that funny in... I thought she was kind of annoying on Yeah, I was like, you're not really battle. that funny. You're very annoying at that. But uh, whatever, man. You've got a great... you got great taste. Whoever you're paying to make your freaking Target stuff is great. They deserve a raise. Seriously. The gist of cooking mussels is really pretty simple. You just kind of steam them until they open. And um, I used a nice bottle of uh, Pinot... Like a white Pinot... Like Pinot Grigio, I guess... Yeah. Pinot Noir is the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I used the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Noir is. Thank dark. you, Titus Burgess. Pinot. Insert that cue here. Action. Pinot. The Pinot Grigio. It's really. I don't know. You just dump the whole bottle in, it and it just cooks it out, yeah. out. So, we used onion, and then it was. Parsley, celery, parsley and celery were the big things, mm-hmm. and then just a lot of I don't know, like I don't know. I think I did a tablespoon of butter, cream. and then I think you did a lot mm, more butter. Well, than a that, tablespoon of butter honest. initially, and then to make the cream sauce, I was like, oh, a stick of butter. <laughs> I am Paula Dean at heart, so the without the racism. Anyway, no, you could use <laughs> Julia Child. I'm also her butter. Julia Child at heart without the racism. Anyway, <laughs> it's 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 really simple. You just heat the pan, you do the stuff, and then you cover the mussels, and they just cook kind of until they're steamed, and they, they pop, pop open. open ready, right? they, they pop, pop open, open when they're ready. ready. If right? they don't pop open, it means they're not. It means they're bad, and you chuck the ones that don't pop open, and that's basically it. And so then we use the juices and everything because as they pop open, they release salt water. Pretty much yeah. like there's little pockets of salt water yeah. and stuff that gets inside. So that flavors then the cream sauce. So I just use Oof. like 2% milk um, with the rest of the runoff, you know, from the wine, the salt water, stuff like that. Yeah. Threw in some little more butter, a little more olive yeah. oil, and then kind of let that simmer in the parsley, onion, and celery mixture and stuff like that. And then I strained it and it created yeah, it like a so delicious, good. thick enough, still pretty runny sauce. It was very I like, so and then I would love to say I I made frites too, but I, who the fuck has that kind of time to <laughs> dice a thousand potatoes and fry them and then fry them? No, Seriously. so we just went to Bruges and bought two large things of frites. Which you need one thing of large frites, you don't need two. I I really mean it. There was so many frites. I was like, we, no, no, we're gonna we're we're really we, hungry. We put them in the oven to like stay warm and stuff, and uh, then we turned the oven off, and then um. 
It was, they got left it was so many fries that we like <laughs> ate most of them. They're like, oh, we forgot about so it. Many fries. So, so yeah, many. just use one large Next thing. Morning, Next morning, I opened oh, the oven. Why does it smell like fries? Like, oh, that's because there's fries in here. Oops, there's there's fries in here. So, yeah, I would totally counsel you to like just get just get the fr- the so get the freeze good. from bruises and stuff like that. Which funny story we were trying to call? Oh my god! To go, I'm calling you out, Bruges. I used to work there, and you guys are dumb. We call. We live in freaking North Salt Lake. We called the Sugar House location. It's a 15 15 minute. We called the freaking Sugar House location for the for some reason the North the like downtown location was closed. It was closed on Sundays. Closed on Sundays. So it was like okay, we're gonna go get frites. No big deal. Hey. We should yeah. order them so that when we get there, they're ready, like regular people, like smart people would do. Yeah. We, so we freaking yeah. call. So we Emily gets on the phone with the guy and he's like, hey, can you hold and for he's a second? Like, hey, can okay. you hold for a minute? No big. Hear him talking to people. Then I hear him finish the order and I'm like, hello. hello. We're driving and she's on hold the entire freaking but I'm not drive. But I'm not he just on put hold. the receiver he down. The, he put the handset, the handset down. down. So we get two bruges. With her on the phone. I'm still holding the phone. And we order. She can hear herself in the third person ordering over the phone. We order? No, I wanted him to be horribly embarrassed. And I'm calling out the the whatever 40-year-old dude who sits behind the counter. We order. They make our frites. We are boxing up our frites when he goes. And the bartender when he goes, hello? And I'm like, hi, it's us. Huh? What? And then he like puts it together and he turns as red as their logo. And I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, hi, maybe work on your phone skills. Phone skills. Bucko. And remember when you yeah. have customers on your phone. I'll just put it down and forget about it. Was it. Like a 20 call. It, it was, was like so a 20 bad. I was call. so mad. I'm like, thankfully we drove. We decided to drive because holy freaking cow. Seriously. Dude, Seriously. just work on your shit, man. <gasps> So bad. <gasps> anyway, still worth it though because the frites are amazing. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the only Belgian place mm-hmm. in Salt Lake to make frites. I mean, yeah, their food is, is I incredible. I can't, I've, I'm trying to like I mean, shit really on it more and I'm like, I, I mean, work there. Oh, the, the Flemish stew. stew is incredible. Guys, if you hadn't had the Flemish stew, we're totally going to go there in the wintertime for one of the Munchies episodes to get Flemish stew. It's, mm. it's so, I'm so excited for it. So, It'll all right, so give me a second fun. while I pull out this bread and cut off some slices. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Only, okay, first only good. Really Wait, good. Sounds this way. And then quote from Ratatouille. <laughs> also, not gonna lie, Ratatouille. I think also, is one of my, like I watched it again recently. And I actually realized how much I love that movie. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's like tie for first with Wall-E is my favorite Pixar films. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I love Toy Story one and two. Um, um, three took a little too long for it to kind of get here. Yeah. So I don't have yeah. as much attachment to it. Knocking Knock, pebbles. Oh, yeah, I like The Incredibles. I like 2 now a lot. Yeah, 2 now resonates a lot yeah, with I me being too. a dad. Like, big time <laughs> resonates with me more than anything. And, like, trying to grow out of a lot of toxic masculinity traits. There's a lot about Bob's journey in that whole one where he kind of, like, yeah, has to recognize that freaking Elastigirl is kind of a better superhero than he is. He's very much an arrogant piece of shit. Like, strength, punch it. And she's very much like tactics, Hulk thinking, smash. smart. Like, okay, what can I do to, I can't kill this thing with strength, but I can disable it. I can do this or I can use it against itself. Like she's, she's pretty mm-hmm. freaking brilliant. So 
him being kind of like a stay-at-home dad and stuff like that, and me kind of feeling like I was starting to do that for a little bit, like, oh, I have my business, but I take care of my kid and do things, and I'm home a lot, and oh, yada, yada, like, I like yeah. two a lot more than I necessarily like one. One is really like a fun family romp. I'm just saying, yeah, I don't care for Bugs sweet. Life. It's annoying. Whatever. <laughs> it's very much like, uh, I don't know, communist revolution. Like, overthrow the bourgeoisie, <laughs> see the means of, seize the means of production. Like, okay, great. Whatever. Um, but you love ratatouille. But yeah, you love ratatouille. Just, it's just fun. I love like, food more than yeah. anything. It's like and patootie. Rat- and patootie. And patootie. Why do they call it that? So, so, what, so when this when mm-hmm. this loaf of bread first came out, I was like, those olives look yeah, like Yeah, it kind of looks like, it definitely looks like a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> it's weird. It's like a funky, weird, weird huge, huge chocolate chip cookie. Chocolate chip and this is one of those things. And this is one it of those things with like peasant one. bread. It doesn't really rise that much. Yeah. It's not like a huge, yeah. like, super puffed up. As as, as uh-huh. a Paul Holly would say, it's very close <laughs> textured. Close, close textured. textured. Close, what close a dork. Dingus. I'm going to tweet at Paul Hollywood and tell him to shut it. So, here we go. Ready? You going to taste yours? I'm going to taste yep. mine. Yep, yep, yep. This yep. is really good yep, yep, stew yep. bread. So, it's yeah. very thick. It's very, very dense. It's cooked all the way through, which I like. It's got a very crunchy exterior and bottom, which I enjoy. And the Kalamata olives aren't aren't gross. There's something about when they have been cooked, they Calms turn a little bit sweet, I guess. Not sweet, sugary, mm-hmm. but sweeter. I mean, like, yeah, I'll, it, turns a, yeah it turns a yeah, it turns the saltiness down for sure. That mom. angry, bitter, saltiness nonsense. So, oh, rosemary is really good, and the too. olive oil is actually really good. This would taste really mm-hmm. good just dipped Balsamic in olive oil. vinegar and stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this is my thinking of like, if you just made the bread as is, like if you just made it like, if you didn't do the olives and you just did rosemary or something like that, rosemary and olive oil bread, it would be this, it would probably still be this dense. And probably wouldn't have this much moisture. I bet you the bread I, got yeah, a lot of I really moisture do. Actually, I think you're totally right with that olives. because that's so, it was a cup of olives. And you don't think that's a lot until it's like, you realize a cup is like the size of your fist. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Okay, jeez, all right. So, they were, I mean, they were pretty soaking wet when you, you know, throw them into the bread and stuff like that. So, this would definitely be uh, a bread I would dip in something for sure. Yeah. It's crumbly and fun. Yeah. Well, like good. A lot. Yeah. It's good. Uh, it's I like really a, like this. it's not one of the better breads I've made before. I made a couple of the recipes and never liked them. So, this is like a two, like really? a two, yeah. two, five for me. Really? I would to- I love this. This is like a really. three and a half for me. No, I don't think you're much yeah. more of an olive person than I am. Yeah, I really like olives. I really yeah. love rosemary. I love rosemary, but it's the olives that I'm like, I'm not super keen on. So, yeah, two, two, five for me for sure. The bottom is like uh, really yeah, crispy, like I a crouton. It. Actually, a lot. And I love the top. I love the way it looks. It's really, it's artisan for sure because it's very, very rustic. rustic. It's very indeed. rustic. Anyway, this is pretty good. And yeah, I think. This recipe has a lot to be played with in terms of like, you know, mm-hmm. proving time uh, or salt versus and maybe if I added a little more baking, maybe if I add a little baking powder, that would puff it up or something. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. How, I don't know how that works with yeast or anything and stuff like that. But I feel like if it got a little more fluff to it, it'd actually be pretty good. So this would be like a tentative thumbs up to put it in my recipe. Like yeah. recipe book is to kind of like, yeah, yeah, okay, maybe. Maybe we find one with longer like rising time. Knows? and Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. All right, friends. We're going to divide the rest of these pieces. And then 
probably have this for breakfast tomorrow. It's really good. I'm excited. <laughs> it's Actually, really would, good. would totally put like just oh, just toast it and yeah, make eggs. Like soft boil mm. some eggs over this or something, yeah. and then do some kind Heck of like. Yeah. Uh, or like a poached yeah, egg. poaching egg or something like that, and then do some kind of like I don't know Italian hollandaise or something. What's uh, an Italian I, I don't hollandaise. Know. I'll figure it out tomorrow. <laughs> That's usually what ends up happening. I make stuff, and you're like, "What did you do?" I'm like, "I don't know, but try it. It's gonna be good." All right, friends, you guys are great. <laughs> we really appreciate you, and I have hope you have a lot of fun times making, listening, and doing things and stuff like that. You guys can follow us on. Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I'm actually starting to get like a lot more active on Instagram, so just follow us on Instagram at One Pen Podcast and yeah. like and comment and stuff like that and tell us about you know tell us how you hate my terrible puns or other things. <laughs> there are some, some pretty, pretty bad, bad ones. Puns. You can follow along with the show and stuff like that. You can join the shopping list at www.onepenpodcast.com. Keep up on all the fun things that's going on. There's there's some fun mm-hmm. guests coming up. So I have a whole like uh, out of the frying pan is what I'm gonna call it is our chef series. We have some local chefs around Salt Lake awesome. for some fun restaurants who are awesome. going to be on the show and everything, and we're gonna kind of be like joining them for dinner at their table. It's gonna be pretty cool. That and That's then amazing. I have a really fun idea. Uh, I can't kind of wait to share it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I have to schedule uh, sketch out some graphic ideas for it, but talking about. Uh, lunch debt and kids things sparked an idea while during the break and I was really kind of like I got something super fun in the works that I think you guys will really enjoy so yeah it'll be great alright friends this has been the One Pack Podcast sometimes the food's funny